Alright, welcome back. It's your host Rob Morris. You listen to the Ribs and Nets podcast. Segment two. Alright, so we're gonna get into the cause basketball segment of the show. Um couple of big games this week I wanna get into. Um the first game um which happened uh tonight uh happened to Vermont, Vermont versus Yale. Um as you know, if you checked out my um my latest article on the Rims uh Rims and Nets podcast, excuse me, the Rims and Nets website. Uh, if you haven't visited yet, it's rimsandnets.com, R I M S double N E T S dot com. Basically I mentioned, you know, Vermont being one of the top um college basketball teams in the area. I, I think they're really good. I think they're like, I think I had them top, I think I had them number four on my list. It's because of this. This 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 win really showed it. They beat Yale tonight 61 to 53 under the great play of Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis is the uh, defending player of the year in the um, American East and he showed it tonight. Uh, he averaged Averaged like 18 and 6 last year, I believe. So he's definitely a guy that's going to be, you know, tough on the boards, a pretty, pretty decent rebounder. You know, pretty decent rebounder going right now. So hold on just a sec. I have something, some issue going on. Hold on just a sec. Yeah, sorry about the interruption. Um, I had some technical issues um, where I was I'm at home recording this and something like gone wrong with the, the the TV that I was watching, so I just wanted to fix that issue. But uh, anyways, oh yeah, I'm just trying to um, get back to where we was at. So yeah, we were talking about Vermont and Yale. Um, Ryan Davis is playing well out there. He started a year off hurt, so just got back recently. So this is his second game back, I believe. I think he, I think he came back in the um, previous game. I can't recall the previous game, but I think, um, I expect pretty much the same production from him. He was very sound in the in Yale game. Stretched the floor, hit threes, post up. Um, he was very. You know, he's he's a very skilled guy. I mean, isn't a huge guy. He's a little undersized as far as like NBA. If you would let's say he was an NBA prospect, he'd be a little bit undersized for a foreman. But he's definitely a, a prototypical college foreman that can, you know, can play both, you know, inside and out. Has a very well-rounded skill set, and he's he's big for Vermont. He's everything, the heart and soul of their team. Um, their second option that I like is Ben uh, Ben Shungru. Uh, he's he's pretty much a guard, a lead guard, and he gives them dribble penetration, good shooting, pretty much you know a good scorer that they can rely on when Ryan Davis gets double teams. He definitely helps them out. 
breaks down the defense, drives it to the rim, dishes it off. He has a little bit of, you know, he can do a little bit of everything. He can pass it. He can rebound it. Like I said, your prototypical lead guard. He's a bigger guard. He's like, I believe he's a, let me look at the height of him real quick. Because I just think, like, you know, during tournament time, they're going to be a tough team to beat. He's a 6'2 guard. So very good size on him. So expect him and Ryan Davis, and they got a lot of other guys. Duncan is another veteran piece that they have. I think he's a senior. Um, Figuerello. Um, so they got a nice mix. Uh, keep an eye on them. That was a big win they beat against Yale. Yale's a team that just blew out UMass um, a couple of days ago, last week. They blew out UMass. So... That's a pretty, you know, pretty good team that they beat. So I expect Vermont to be probably the favorite in the American East. I mentioned that before. Um, I think in the last episode I mentioned that. I really think they're definitely, um, without a doubt, a, a team to be reckoned with when it comes down to March, March Madness. But, uh, yeah, if anyone's watching this, I mean, excuse me, listening to this, this will be a nice preparation to finding out what teams could be, you know, March Madness worthy. Where it's like, there's going to be a few teams, especially in the Ivy League, that you have to keep an eye on. And I think Yale is one of those teams. But like, as far as like American East, I think Vermont is up there as well. That's probably a team that definitely is going to win it. And usually, they usually they're pretty much a team that. Had the chance to win it every year. They definitely have built a really good program up there in Burlington, Vermont. So, shout out to them getting a nice win on Friday, this Friday night. Next game I want to get into is URI and BC. Um, I definitely, you know, a little bias on this. I am a BC fan. I've been supporting BC for a long time as like one of the top college teams in the Boston area. So I've, I've, I've watched them since I was young. So I, have, I definitely have a little favoritism towards them when it comes out of this matchup against URI, but um, they weren't able to get the victory. URI was it was victorious in this one. DeMar Langford really struggled in the game. I think URI did a good job of defending him, giving him multiple bodies making it tough on him. Um, URI really, like, has a great interior defense led by um, Makai Mitchell, which he had eight blocks in the game. He has a twin brother that plays on the team that had two blocks as well. So combined those two guys, they both stand at, like, 6'10", 6'11". So they really have good size, you know, up front. And they really cause, you know, BC a lot of problems. BC does have good size as well, but I think URI, with their quickness on the perimeter, really made a difference in the game. Um, Jeremy Shepard's another guy you got to keep an eye out there for URI. Um, He's a very skilled player, a veteran player. He's he's a senior, former uh, East Carolina transfer. So... And also Ismail Alamine. Ismail Alamine was a Ball State transfer that decided to come on because they did lose Fast Russell to the transfer portal. 
in the offseason. So Ismael Amin has been a very good replacement to Fats Russell and what Fats Russell was able to do for them last year. I think he gives them some similar attributes and what he can do as far as, you know, be a slasher and be a scorer out there. So URI is in, good, in a good spot right now, and they, they definitely showed themselves as definitely a, a top team to watch for in the Atlantic 10. So, I mean, it was a t- that was a very good victory. BC did have some good production from uh, Bickerstaff. He did have a 20-point outing. But I really think the heart and soul of this team is the, is the Langford brothers. If the Langford brothers struggle, BC will probably struggle. They don't really have much else besides those two guys. And Quentin Post is another big guy that, that I like. They do have some young players. Yanni Thompson I like. Hopefully he can b- develop into something. I mean, I did mention Quentin Post. Uh, Justin Vanderbond is another piece that I like. But URI just shows, shows that they're a little bit more of a veteran team, and they showed it in, the, in that matchup. As BC's got a lot of new pieces, and sometimes that might be a problem. They're talented. Only run BC's talented. They've shown that they're talented in the past couple games before heading into this one, but they still have to work out some kinks. As far as chemistry goes, as URI is a little bit more of a veteran team that played together a little bit longer, and it really showed in that game. Plus, URI was at home. They were playing an inspired game because I believe one of their uh, uh, former teammates passed away recently. So they were definitely playing with heavy hearts as they played that game. With, you know, and that always kind of helps you know lift up the spirit of the team to really go at another level. So. You know, give uh, David Cox and the URI Rams a lot of credit for the big win at home against BC Eagles. ACC opponent, by the way. I mean, still, you know, A10, ACC, obviously ACC is better conference, and you beat that team, so that just that's a big win. That's a big, win, big early win for URI. I mean, I didn't expect it. I expected BC to be a favorite in that one, so that's a huge win for URI. Another game that was... Definitely a surprise was Providence win versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a tough environment. Madison, Wisconsin, Big Ten Nation. That that was a huge win for Providence to go on the road. For Ed Cooley's bunch to, to really do what they did was awesome. Nate Watson, he was special in the game. He had 24-6, and six, um, just relentless inside, scoring all, all different all different variety of ways inside. Um, like I said, pretty decent on the boards as well. Six rebounds as well. So they give him a lot of credit. So good poise, you know, on the road against a legit opponent. I think Wisconsin might have a down year this year. They may not be as talented of, you know, the Wisconsin teams of old, but Still, nevertheless, still a tough game to to go on the road in a tough environment, a hostile environment in Wisconsin. Um, and then recently they got a win. So right now they're undefeated, 4-0. They just got a win against UNH as well. So that's another local team that they just faced off. There's a lot of local teams that are facing off against each other early on. So it's kind of... We get to kind of see how that top 10 really looks. And so far, it's looking pretty good. I have Providence at number two. 
right behind Yukon, which Yukon's ranked. So Providence is pretty much looking where they should be, where I thought they would they would be, you know, right in the thick of things, you know, when it comes down to, you know, early standings and they, you know, if they can keep this going, maybe they can be ranked. We all know the Big East is tough, but I think Providence is, uh, can definitely put themselves in good position because of their veteran leadership. Uh, keep an eye on other guys like Al Durham. Al Durham was a, a, a transfer as well from the transfer portal that transferred from Indiana. Um, Noah Hertzley, he transferred there last year from North Florida. He's been really good too. He's a senior or grad um, grad student, so he's been doing really well. Uh, double double against UNH. So I mean, just keep an eye on the Friars. Uh, the next game they get they face off another Big Ten opponent, Northwestern, which I mean if they could beat Wisconsin. I think that would be a little a more easier game, but we'll have to see what happens. But I expect Providence to win that one as well. I think they'll probably be five and over by you know by next week or so. We got a few more games to go. I would say maybe one more game where I really liked what Northeastern did against BU. I consider that somewhat of an upset because BU is expected to have uh, a big year this year. They had high expectations because they, you know, they were this close to winning or very close to winning um, uh, um, trying to remember what, what uh, division they're in. They're not in the Colonial. Colonial is Northeast, Northeast is in the Colonial but BU is in the Patriot League. So BU almost got the Patriot League Championship last year. They fell short. Um, but how about Northeastern? It was a defensive struggle. Uh, it was like it was forty nine to forty eight was the score. Uh, I covered Shea Doherty. That's right now in you know in prep school right now. Chris Doherty um, is his brother. They're both from Marble, Mass, and he really did a great job getting. Uh, double double, sixteen and ten. Um, he definitely shined in this one. Um, he definitely has very similar skills to Ryan Davis. Can spread the floor, shoot the three, can go inside and out. Um, keep an eye on Northeastern, man. They they were able to beat Duquesne as well tonight, so they're they're doing okay. You know, two and two on the year. But BU, um, it's been kind of up and down, you know. If I look at their record, they're definitely, you know, they definitely have to work on some things, on, particularly on the offensive end. They struggle on the offensive end. Javante McCoy is their best player, and he struggled in the game, not able to really, you know, open himself up and get scoring opportunities for the team, so... I'm just trying to look at BU's record. And so far, wow, BYU. 
I search BU and then BYU comes up. And I get Baylor. So, oh boy. All right. So, yeah, they're two and two. Similar record as Northeastern. So, and so, not a good start. Um, if they want to, I mean, either way, BU still, I still think the most talented in the Patriot League. I, I would say maybe Holt. I wouldn't say Holy Cross. No. Now is always a team to look out for in the Patriot League. Maybe Lehigh really struggling this year. I would say Bucknell. Believe it or not, Army is actually three and one right now. So I'm looking at the Patriot League standings. But BU is expected to be the favorite, but a tough start. You know, on the road they've had they've had three road games. They haven't had that many home games yet. Only one home game. So. We'll see what happens when the schedule changes up and they start having more home games. Maybe they might get into a rhythm because, it, I mean, it's kind of a tough start to have for a team that's expected to be a, a Patriot League, you know, Patriot League bid when it comes down to turning time. They're struggling a bit. I thought that was a really a surprise uh, loss to Northeastern, but nevertheless, Northeastern really showing us that they're probably better than we thought. And then speaking of a team that were better than than we thought, how about the Brown Bears? I mean, I mean, there's some people that thought the Brown Bears were going to be good this year, but I didn't really expect it. Right now, they're 3-1 right now. Their only loss is obviously the North Carolina Tar Heels. They had to go on the road, but they really played them tough. It was a high-scoring affair. North Carolina won 94-89. R.J. Davis really made some clutch shots down the stretch. I believe that's Hubert Davis's uh, son. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, they do have the same name. So, you know, don't take my word on it, but I just think it might be relations between coach and the son, the son and the coach. But Brown 3-1. and one. Um, they Like I said, they got some pieces, bro. I like their backcourt. They're like they're very good at getting to the rim and, and pen dribble penetration is probably their their strong suit. You got Wochuk, you got Lily Jr., you got Dan Friday. Um, they got a freshman that's really good in Nene Usuwu or Nene. He's been really good. He's already contributing at a high level. He had a very good game against North Carolina the other night. So I mean, you got to keep an eye on Brown as far as a team that could win the Ivy League. They definitely have a chance. Um, Yale dropped the game, you know, obviously that we just mentioned it against Vermont. So there's, there's still, you know, they have some weaknesses. We all know Alzar Swain is special, but they still are, you know, may not be as deep as Brown. I think that Brown might be a slightly better team. But we have to see how Yale, you know, develops their team. It's still very, the season's still very young. Harvard, same thing. They had a few losses early on, but Noah Kirkwood is a very good player that you got to keep an eye out. Um, uh, Chris Ledlam is another guy that you got to keep an eye on as well. So, uh, all three of those teams, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of those teams win it. I mean, Brown, I didn't think they were as good as they, you know, I, I mean, I didn't think they were this good. They do have. Uh, 
they do have just a good mixture of def- a good defense and good offensive players, but mainly they really can score, bro. I think they're an offensive team at heart, and maybe they can can be a better defensive team. But right now, early on, to be able to put up 89 points against North Carolina on the road is, is something else for an Ivy League team to do. Um, yeah, I think Yale, Yale, I think, played North Carolina a couple years ago. Um, they made a good showing as well. So Yale basketball, I mean, Ivy League basketball is really made a lot of strides. I mean, this is, a, we all know it's Princeton, the Princeton offense, the backdoor cuts, and, you know, known as for gimmick offenses and, 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 and no one, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're known for the like the they have the the tradition of a, of a gimmick offense of like you know those type of one three one defenses and the, all the stuff that you would just think oh okay those are the they got to play a one three one defense they got to play a one three one offense so they have to play a Princeton backdoor cut offense where you have to come up with some gimmicks because you're not that athletic but we've seen these teams now these. Some of these mid-major teams can score, man. They can score. They can, they can, they can pass. They can, they can do a lot of things that a lot of the big schools can do. And that is, that's what how Brown looked in that game. Brown looked like a. They were they wanted to be a giant killer that night, and they wanted to be able to get that upset, and they just fell short. But, but like I said, keep an eye on Brown. Keep an eye on Harvard. Keep an eye on Yale. Keep it on the Ivy League in general, but like it's definitely top heavy for sure. And those three teams are very equal to each other in some way, and they definitely will be searching for a national tournament bid come March. All right, so we're gonna take a break. We're gonna get into the latter half of the show where we're gonna, you know, get right back to how the Celtics were able to do what they were able to do. Plus, the draft scope, I have a little short feature on Pablo Bonchero, the the freshman from Duke, um, how he's right now projected to be a number one pick right now because uh, Chet Holmgren has been really struggling early on, particularly in that Texas game. I watched him play against Texas, and Chet Holmgren kind of was invisible in that game. So uh, Bonchero was a little bit more NBA ready, so I'm going to get into that. Get into a draft scope feature for you guys. And plus, we're going to end it with the college football picks. All right, so so again, we'll be right back. This is your host, Rob Morris. Listen to Rims and Us Podcast. We'll be right back. 